Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show again. Oh, I love this show. I love this time. It's supposed to be now this topic. Dinner is served. We're right here at the... I know we said it. Where are we at? Where are we at? Knight Consultant San Diego headquarters. That's what I'm saying with Dr. Michelle Knight and my aunt, Professor Mary Louise Page. And I'm so excited with just being able to continue this topic. Lord, I don't know where you're going, but we just enjoy the journey to get there. And there's nothing that keeps us from getting there. We were talking about um, courses in, at our last session, and we closed it off dealing with 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 2, when we were... Well, the Lord was just bringing the word and not being able to talk to us and deal with us as adults because we still want to drink milk instead of being able to deal with the meaty things of God, the, the deeper experiential things of God. Where, and can you imagine being an adult still wearing diapers and little booties and little bonnets on our head? And, and when, Some people, she might be able to relate to the diapers. <laughs> Why would I be able to relate to that? Why? Not, not quite. Be- because I've taken care of people that weren't diapers? No, I was just... Because you threatened that you're not going to change my diaper yes. when I get older. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Shady Vines, mom. I ain't mad at so That's fine. I don't need you to change my diapers. I have an insurance policy. That's right, and I'm going to help you keep it paid up. But that is not what, what our <laughs> host is speaking about tonight. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I, can't, I ain't mad at you because... I remember them days myself who's oh, yeah. involved in that too. Thankful I didn't have to do any of the actual changing. Right. But uh, Well, I have done it. I have done it. But uh, anyway, that what your point was that that's, that's not ideal. That's not that's ideal. That's not good. No, but that we act you're like You're a grown that. man and you're still, you haven't been weaned yet. Exactly. And we potty trained. Exactly. And we do that a lot as adults when we don't want to do the things the Lord tells us to do. We don't want to grow up. We want to I know Toys R Us used to have that song, right? I don't want to grow up. I don't, I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. That's right. Toys, Toys R Us that I can play. Exactly. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many ways in our life that we deal like that. When we mm-hmm. want to play with toys, we want to be little. We don't want to have the responsibility. We want right. to just or let accountability. or accountability. Mm-hmm. We just want to be able to just do. Right. But that's not why the Lord put us on the earth to do. He wants us to fulfill His prophecy. He wants us to be blessings wants us to be his hands and feet want us to be the body of christ now i got into a conversation with another couple of friends of ours mm-hmm. um, when we walk in the morning on a conference call while we walk and we talked to that topic and i said you know what when we really think about it some people don't want to really like what the lord tells us that we are as far as the body because someone's got to be the anus Wow. And nobody wants to be that tip of the anus when the poop comes all the way out and has to be wiped on the way in and out. And it's some, and, and I understand, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, you don't, you should usually use the water toilets so with this better, more sanitary. But in any the case, yeah. the boudets, thank you. They don't want to be that portion, but we're all called to be something in the body of Christ. Not everybody can be the face and the mouth and the brain. Someone's got to be the elbow. I'm trying to think of the functionality, though, like. Well, if we did, well, think you, if you think of that in a positive way, that person is getting rid of, helping to get rid of toxins in your body. But even at that that last piece, though, they're yeah. keeping that whatever toxins that haven't already made its way out. Yeah, it's keeping it, it's, it. it's keeping it in, oh. so you don't. Well, and so you don't have soil in your clothes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's it's to allow. It's a gateway tool mm. to wow. allow the things that are supposed to exit your body on time. Necessary part of the body it's a yeah. necessary part of your body that whole intestinal tract is necessary 
And it may not be the point where we like all the pooping, the nasty things or crappy things of life. Right. Because, you know, yeah, I understand people are full of crap. Yes, we are. But in that case, it provides a function. It's the pulling mm. out of the nutrients that are in the solid waste right. right? that your body needs to function. So without the large intestine, your body wouldn't function properly. That's we would right. not be able That's to right. process food. We would not be able to digest the meaty things of life or of God right. to go it. back through there. So it's okay to be the colon. It's okay to be that last little track before, mm-hmm. the, before the transition Ooh, or wow. the waste comes out. Right. Because in, in that case, we're actually the governing body for the waste. And that part of our body, we say you it's... You have to get rid of it. You have to be. You and cannot retain it. what happens when that thing doesn't work when anymore? When it blocks Exactly. We, we want to call it an upset stomach. But in essence, it's not your stomach that's upset. It's your colon, your mm-hmm. intestinal tract that's actually upset because we've eaten something that's spicier than we want it to be. Or that's not spicy enough. Or that's we didn't drink enough water. We didn't do something that yeah. that part of the body needed to fulfill its function. And we may have gotten a bacteria, we may have gotten a tapeworm, we may have gotten something in there by mm. virtue of eating a meal that the Lord didn't prepare for us at that table, or we didn't eat the food at the table that the mm-hmm. Lord provided for us because we were upset. That bitter meal, that bitter pill, that bitter dried meat that we didn't experience. like of that loss, that right? Experience. That experience yes. that we didn't like that there is going to cause our intestinal tracts to not perform properly because we didn't finish our meal. Yeah, um, there's a lot that, that you're saying there. And um, two, two things that I'm thinking about. Um, one sometimes is timing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you eat too late or you, you know, whatever, yep. uh, it's mm-hmm. not the right time for you to go through something, but you put yourself in it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, God's not really in control of that. Yeah. You know, your, your meal is already prepared. Your, your play is already prepared, but I'm going to go, I'm going to do it this way. Yep. And also I think the story with Caitlin, yeah. um, she's, she's six now, but at the time she was three. And right before we went to London, uh, she choked on a, on a mint, a hard candy mint. Mm. And I literally was doing the Heimlich on her to try to get it out. Um, And she was crying, she was screaming, I was trying to get her to calm down, but literally she couldn't, her breath was taken away and she was panicking. So trying to get her to calm down all the while, you know, um, doing the Heimlich for a child, you hit him on the back Mm. versus, or a toddler, you hit him on the back instead of, you know, underneath their their sternum or what have you. And so I'm literally, you know, hitting her on her back to get it try to help her to get it uh, dislodged. Mm-hmm. She's um, vomiting and, and just really a, a really unfortunate situation. Sure. So that part was scary for her. Um, she went back to eating some things, but not all things. Then when we get to London, um, she's we're up late, you know, we're enjoying the city and all that. And she's eating Pringles and running around. I said, Caitlin, stop running while you're eating. Her dad, they were playing in the hotel. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin, you got to stop running while you're eating. You're gonna, yeah. you might choke again. Yeah. Sure enough, she swallows the Pringle the wrong way. So we're in the same situation, but now she, she because of the first experience, she knew what she needed to do. Like I got to get this out. Yeah. But she was crying because she didn't want to throw up. Yeah. And and but she felt like still there was something in her throat. Yeah. Well, that led to months of her not eating any Anything. solid food. Wow. And she would Several she would months. barely drink water. If, if that, 
we did Pediasure. We got the uh, Pediasure shakes. We had the clear liquid. I was working with the preschool at the time to sure. help them help us through apple it. Sauce. And you know, we applesauce. Oh, All of her oh, favorite yeah. things. She wouldn't eat macaroni and cheese out the box. I'm not bitter. I'll be better. Macaroni and cheese. She wouldn't eat it. Um, oatmeal. She loved oatmeal. She wouldn't eat it. Yeah. Rice. No matter how we prepared the food sure. to help her sure. to nourish her body, yeah. she wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and she kept saying, feels like something is still it's in still there. there. Mm. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. She didn't want to swallow. Wow. I said, babe, if you don't eat, you're going to get sick. We finally took her to the doctor. It was that long. It went on months. The doctor said, oh, so I'm going to come back to that piece around. There's still something in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I took her to the doctor. Thank God she didn't have anything wrong with her esophagus. There was no damage. And the doctor said something that was really um, powerful. She said, can you imagine the will of a toddler to not eat even though she's hungry? Yeah. She will eat. She will not starve herself. He, she said, she said, but she will do it in her own time. You can't speed it up. You, you, you can't stop it. Can't mommy, it. daddy, she literally looked at her, looked at us. She said, don't force her. Wow. Don't force her. Hold her down and cram the food Give down. Give her, her what you know, yeah. what is nourishing for her. Sure. Continue to prepare Oof, foods that she likes. Even though that's you know good. she's not going to eat it. I know it. she's not going to eat it. Encourage her. Yeah. Sit with her. Literally, it was like Caitlin went from a, um, a, you know, a, a thriving three, four-year-old, you know, independent, sure. running around, uh, enjoying life yeah. to an infant again, where I would literally have to sit food. her on my lap and spoon feed her and, and teach her almost how to eat again. Because in her mind, to your point earlier, yeah. it felt like it was something still in there. And yeah. so we, we, when our minds are a powerful thing, yeah. our hearts are a powerful yeah. thing. And when we feel like something is still in there that's inhibiting us or hindering us from, from eating the meal that mm. God prepared for us, that that's detrimental to our health. Yeah, that's huge. But that's what so many wow. of us do when we have experienced a loss mm -hmm. or something yes. that's tragic Traumatic. to us. Mm -hmm. yes. We still feel like that thing is happening yes. to us. Like there's still something And you can go back to that moment oh, and yeah. feel it again. Again and yeah. again yeah. and again. And some folks never get beyond get that point. That. And in, in Caitlin's point, she got past it. We, we were but able it took to, it took months and it took a toll on us, sure. especially my husband. He was like, you know, new father again sure. after 50 years old. And, sure. you know, like my, what's wrong with my baby? Yeah. What have I done? There yeah. was a sense of guilt around what as a father did I do? I was the last one that played with her. I was the last one that did sure. this or last one that did that. And it's like, there's no blame to be made here. Right. Um, finally, we got her to overcome and we created like a chart. She was loving stickers. And I remembered that from my preschool teaching days of um, having her go to the potty and sure. she would get a star every time she went yeah. potty yeah. so it was like okay every time caitlin eats a new food or something sure. that she used to eat even sure. if she doesn't eat all of it sure let's let's reward her sure and pretty soon just the um sheer excitement about the possibility of getting a reward working with people working with the school i think about you know saints in our situation sure. people who are actually for us yeah uh in our in our times of despair in our times of something still in there that i can't get out mm -hmm. um how they help to nurse her yeah. we all help to nurse her because you couldn't her. judge her no. and yell at her no because no matter how we tried to convince her that it was okay her mindset it was, was real to her though i remember what yes. that felt like yeah. and yes. i'm not going there again yeah and but that in in other people's cases who've suffered a loss of any time yes. Yes. or a tragedy 
yeah. of any type. To them, that experience is just as real while it, it was happening as it is the moments that they yes. think about it happening Absolutely. again. Or when they don't know how to move on because their life is wrecked. Yeah. But well, you've got things to, that resemble that. Things that resemble it that. It's a trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just the other day, uh, this is personal too. Um, so I think I shared on another segment that I had been divorced three times. And sure. So now I'm in my forever happy place with my husband. Sure. Uh, uh, two times, excuse me, divorced two times. I'm like, is there uh, something you want to know? I met married three times, divorced two times. Okay. And I remember, well, you know, some people have rumors out there that, you know, I've been married four and five times, but um, that's another segment also. Yeah, yeah. I already set the record straight, been yeah. married three times. That's what I meant to say, but divorced <laughs> twice. And so now I'm in my forever happy place. But um, as my husband was dealing with different levels of PTSD, sure. um, sometimes that would show up very differently in conversations sure. where he was feeling unheard or sure. um, nobody understands me. And that's the way it would come out. You're not understanding. And it's like, so that took yeah. me back to number one and number right. two, sure. where I was like, dude, I'm not about to be walking around in eggshells with you. I understand you have a condition. Sure. I have a condition to take something for that. So, And so those triggering moments, even though I know he's not number one or number two, yeah. Those those moments where it's like that thing is coming up again. Yeah. Something's still in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've been free and forgiven and all types of things since then. But sure. something is still in there that makes me remember what that experience was based on that trigger. Mm-hmm. So it's my job to then say to him, Hey, this is what's coming up for me. Sure. I realize you're not. Sure. I'm not gonna punish you for being anyone that you're that you're not or you know, sure. but I'm also not gonna allow you to punish me or make allow myself to go back to that place. Yeah. Where that's what's coming up for me. So. And that's where we, as the Lord is a gentleman, right? Yeah. He won't He won't force us to eat. Yes. But he'll continue to bring those meals before us mm-hmm. at the table that he's prepared yes. to nourish our body. And when we are ready to eat, we'll eat. But it's going to be the same meal. <laughs> and how much better would it be for us than to wait 40 years to eat? <sighs> Man. Where would we be if we didn't wait? And then sometimes you all said earlier that the the chef in the back Mm -hmm. is ready to bring the next meal. He's ready to give you the main course. Right. Mm -hmm. But because you can't get past past the soup or the appetizer, the soup or the appetizer, then they can't bring it. And and I was thinking I made a note here um, because the Lord had given me a ministry after my husband passed mm-hmm. away, Michelle's dad, that this is a new season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and in this new season, I've got to figure out how to navigate it. Yeah. And then, so that I can then help other people navigate yeah. the changing seasons in their lives. Yeah. So then, to your metaphor of food, yeah. some foods are seasonal. Yes. Oh, yes. oh man, that's good. Oh, my goodness. Some, and I know y'all want to jump in, Mm -hmm. so just, you know, some foods you can only get in certain seasons. They don't grow Mm -hmm. year-round. We're in the summer season now, so, you know, we can talk about what what does that mean, but there are some fruits that you can only get, you can't get them in February. And some meats you can't get either because you can't hunt them down in, in you, certain you, you can't do it. Let's come back to that after the break. Well, you're listening to the Raising Men Show. When we're talking about dinner is served, this is week, what are we talking about? Week five? Lord, you yes, know what you're doing. This yeah. is at least week five at this yeah. point. I think, oh yeah, we just did four. A few, yeah. Okay, yeah, this so, is five. 
list. Yeah, we're talking about seasonal food. We'll be right back after this messages. Who you hire as your realtor matters. You need a realtor who looks out for your best interests and not their own. Marie Clark with Allison James Estates is a full-time realtor specializing in helping first-time home buyers in Temecula and the surrounding areas. She is also a ministry leader. Today, why don't you choose Marie Clark to buy or sell your next home? Please call 951-265-6259. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. I was just thinking about how some things we like and we love. My husband loved watermelon. (laughs) And and, and, And I mean, he could eat, it's like he could have a full meal and be stuffed. But if you brought out watermelon cold oh don't say cold but if if it's going to be cold it has to be sweet and he figured out some chemistry thing now i don't know that he ever took a chemistry class but he convinced me that if you sprinkle salt on (laughs) the melon (laughs) it will turn it sweet i said i don't believe that that doesn't make sense to me i've been to school i know better so we tried it got some watermelon and it wasn't as sweet as it should have been, but it was the right season. And he said, well, sometimes you add a little salt. And I put salt, and I'm telling you, it turned it sweet. It really does work. Really? Yes. But no matter how much he loves watermelon, if you try to bring it out, you've got that puzzled look. I'm I don't try know it. why it works. I'm going to try You have to ask someone that went further than Chemistry 101. Okay. But, um, but my point is, he no matter how and sometimes he try to rush the season mm-hmm. like you'll see them out in February yeah. or March and you can buy it yeah. but it's just not good because it's not the right season, season. Mm-hmm. and you and, and he loved pomegranates cool. yes and and in those days we got the San Diego Union Tribune yeah. and mm-hmm. the San Diego Morn Evening Tribune yeah. and he'd have we'd have newspapers stacked up the yin yang yeah. he'd spread the mm-hmm. the newspapers yeah. out yeah. and break that yeah. that that, that pomegranate and the Padres yes. are going yes. and he's got pome- he's got pomegranate seeds and purple everything is dyed oh, purple and awesome. he is living the life because he knows if he doesn't eat them now yeah. during this last quarter of the year you're not going to get a good pomegranate in April mm-hmm. that's just not going to happen so and I may have it slightly off, but I remember him in the winter time. So some things that God takes us through, it's not for it's not forever. As a matter of fact, I always say nothing is 
forever. I say it's only temporary. It's only temporary. Now, I still remember, here's a song from, from, I know you relate to this a lot from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. You used to sing that song for Elder Page. And for years, I thought that was a man's name. Elder was his first name. I know. And I didn't even know it had a D because uh-huh. I thought it was Ella because people used to say it so fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I used to thought the song you all did, Trouble Don't Last Always. Uh-huh. That's and true. And you used to play that song a I'm lot. I'm so glad. Or at, least, or at least when I was there. When you were there. Uh-huh. When I would remember so that song. So that Trouble Don't Last Because always. it's so true. It is a truth. You low, have to remember that. You have to remember that. Because mm-hmm. although we bring those seasonal things, seasonal fruits, seasonal, seasonal meats, Seasonal vegetables, seasonal flowers yeah. will oh, come. Yes. And some people only only live for certain seasons. Oh, they feel oh, they feel excited about the summer or the spring mm-hmm. or the personalities that change in the winter because it's cold and it's shaded. But yeah. we have to remember that, that even in, in, in the harvest yes. that may come in spring, yes. but harvest don't come in spring. Okay. You know, the, the new growth harvest is in the fall. You plant in the spring. You plant in the spring when the ground is warm. Because yeah. the ground, nothing's going to grow much. Okay, growing fruits with skin, okay, they're going to grow and, and produce right, harvest right, in, the, right. in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the traditional things of wheat and when that analogy was given, mm-hmm. that was a springtime breakthrough for mm-hmm. a fall harvest. There are springtime harvests for certain things, yeah. seasonal things. Yeah. But what is the word says also, too, in everything there is a season. Right. To everything, Ecclesiastes, three. to everything there is a season. Yeah, a time to grow, and a, a time, time to plant the weed, purpose mm-hmm. under heaven, a time to weep, a time, a time to, to laugh. To dance, oh, to laugh, see, but we mourn. get stuck. Yes, in do. a season. Yes. Well, you all the ladies, you know, some people, some ladies will say, "I'm a fall person." Right. Yeah. I'm a summer oh, yeah. person. Oh, yeah. I'm a winter, but that's where some of us get stuck. Yeah. It takes maturity. To be able to appreciate all four seasons. For sure. Now, the people on the East Coast, yeah. my dear friends, who they wow. say we don't have seasons. four seasons no. out here. No. It's California. We don't. We get one season, right? Yeah, they say That's we get, get one season. It's hot or cold. And, 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 just like I have all four seasons. We will do it because California ladies know we're gonna break out some boots and some scarves. But it In the does summer. get cold out here. That cold air coming from Alaska right. and and the Arctic air coming yeah. down the Pacific Ocean. And by the time it get, I'm telling you, it was thirty. That's when I started wearing pants to church. You guys can <laughs> you guys can put me out of the church if you. <laughs> want to i started then and i have not stopped i found out i can be covered and sanctified uh, but and i walked out that I, oh and filled mighty burning fire <laughs> i opened that door on new year's eve night going to church at nine o'clock at yeah, for night, the watch night and that air hit me went under my skirt whipped around my thighs and my legs and they said it's 39 degrees i said in california 30 and i mean that stuff whipped my skin i said jesus let me get in here and i went in and i found some some britches and i i put my britches on and I went to church. Yeah, yeah. When I got to church, I had to. I had was scheduled to usher that night, and I ushered in. It was thirty nine cotton picking degrees. You didn't. You didn't mind. You didn't mind the door. I, I did. Night. I, I seated people. I greeted them with a smile because we do. We have now. My season may not be. It's not. A, it's not New York. I understand no. yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. 
It's not Virginia. It's, it's not, not Connecticut. It's not Minnesota. We're not going to go ice skating unless no. we find a building where they have built it and put it there. And some not heat gonna... for the outside the rink. So. Come on. But I'm just telling you. Yeah. So you got the, the, these seasons are real. They're real. And you have to deal with it. And depending on what you're exposed to, they say our blood is thinner. I have no clue. But I know I thought that I could go to Chicago and that I could, A, walk down the streets of Chicago with snow and ice. With a hawk? Yeah. Oh, no. I, didn't, I, thought the, I didn't know the hawk was real. Oh, the, I just thought it was something you oh, guys yeah. say. The oh. hawk is oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, and yeah. then I thought, I'm the kind of woman. I can drive anything. Michelle is too. I, that I wanted her to be, I said, don't, don't ever be the kind of woman yeah. that you marry a man and then you... You're making payments on a vehicle no, that you can't your, drive. What your old mother friend say? Whatever, whatever, whoever, whoever comes after me, whatever she gets, whatever she gets, is definitely gonna be you. She ain't getting nothing new. Come on, not get nothing new. No, I'm driving. So we drove the motor home. Yeah. We drove the truck. Yeah. I had, we had some kids that were like, "Oh no, I can't drive the motor home. It's too big. Not for me." So anyway, mm -hmm. I was driving in Chicago, and I didn't know that if you're going down a hill, you may not be able to just turn right or left. <laughs> We, so we had to slide all the way down in Minnesota, in uh, Missouri. Missouri. We had to slide down the street past the house where we were going. Sure. Got down to flat ground and then turned around and came back up That's and slow. tried to slowly. Okay, what you want? That's a good point. The flat ground. Sometimes we had to get sliding, to flat ground. You had to get to flat ground. You got to get to ground. Had to get to where it was leveled off. You got to get to where where you can course correct. Okay, so it takes and us they back. knew that. I was scared to death. I thought we we're gonna slide right past. They said it'll be all right. We're going down there. But that takes us back to twenty-three, three and four. Okay. Mm -hmm. The valley. Yes. Yeah. Through the valley. Through the valley mm -hmm. of the shadow of death. Yeah. And the valley is a safe place. It, it's it's it, the flat ground. So it's sometimes we yeah. need to get back to the valley mm -hmm. for the restart. And it's seasonal that you're going through the valley. <laughs> you're not going to live. In the valley, you don't you don't have your mail transferred to the valley. No, no. You don't put in an address change to the valley. No. You don't order your furniture, whether you like shopping for it or not. No. You don't order furniture and have it delivered to the valley because it's a seasonal. It's a seasonal thing. thing. But it takes maturity to understand that. Otherwise, you think it's going to what do they call it? Making a permanent decision for yeah, a temporary. temporary situation yeah. or a temporary problem and that's what breeds mental illness yeah. and thoughts of taking one's life because you can't see beyond and so the lord is trying to get us to understand i've got this yeah i've, I've got this yeah. this is seasonal yeah. you're gonna be okay yeah so in the cases where we're dealing with friends or even ourselves or yes. dealing with people with troubles and struggles yes we go back to where we were a couple of weeks ago and we talked about the Lord allows us or makes us to lie down, to lie down. in the green pastures. Mm -hmm. So when we have slow us down, so when we have those moments of grief and burning yes. and just my just God. the world is coming to an end. Yes. You know, my friend or my child or my spouse is dying, mm -hmm. I'm dying. Lord, that 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 grass that he's making us to lie down so yes. he can minister to us and for, yes. for those who need to understand that there are angels out there yes they're real oh they're real there's ministering angels that ministering need to come angels. to us and and restore us yes. and and allow us to be better for the ready for that next season 
But if we don't allow the Lord to deal with us, to minister to us, we're never going to get out of that grief. There's some, still some people I know that are spinning in grief holes right now. Yeah. And their spouses and children have been gone for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, um, just as you were talking, Craig, about that's what this pandemic is, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. some people are wanting to rush it, and they're rushing it, and oh, they're, they're getting re- sick. Yeah. They're, they're going out way too quickly. When God is saying, "Slow down, shelter in place right let's, now. Let's get back to Season. let's get back to this foundational piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's build upon because what comes after this is what's next for yeah. you, yeah. right? It's it's the it's the next level of yeah. what I have for you. Yeah. But if we miss it, rushing it, yeah. not talking about you know, God bless the uh, essential workers and folks who are helping make the world run. I'm talking about those of us." Who are angry mm-hmm. because I can't touch you yeah. or I can't see you. Yeah. Well, God has also been gracious and merciful to us to give us to give man uh, the ability to um, and, and the knowledge through technology to keep us connected. Yes, it's different, yeah. but it's necessary yeah. because he 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 has something that he wants for us on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rushing it is not going to get us there quicker. No. Rushing it is going to cause us to miss it. So in in, in that case, Good. rushing through your meal, what does it normally, how do you normally feel Indigestion. after? Indigestion. Right. You didn't enjoy it. No. Heartburn. Heartburn. Mm-hmm. Eating too, too large of a piece too soon. Mm-hmm. Not chewing it all the way through. Mm-hmm. I love the analogy that the Lord gives mm-hmm. about a cow. How, mm. the, how the cow... I can't even With pronounce the, the word. The cut? No, he what? remediates or oh. about how the cow will eat the 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 grass or mm-hmm. the cud, mm-hmm. and then it'll throw it up. Oh, regurgitate. And it eat it again and eat it because again. they have multiple stomachs. So when you eat, eat it the second time, choose the second My time, God. the stomach begins. The second stomach and the third stomach begins to pull more of the nutrients out at a deeper level, mm. so that their body can then break down and, and absorb and use the parts that it needs to use. Mm. And it's the same with our bodies too, right? If we drink fluids before a meal, it takes more acid and more time for our body to break down the food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we don't chew it up fine enough, it takes longer for the food to digest. To digest. Mm-hmm. And our bodies then become sluggish. And if we're not sitting upright, it doesn't, you know, gravitational pull doesn't allow the food to pass through our bodies in the right way. Versus you mentioned eating too late on yeah. that last segment. If you eat late and you go lay down, that's going to be a problem, so their body's not going to digest properly. We'll talk about this more. Yes. You're listening to the Raising Men Show and Dinner Serve. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202. 
or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're right back. Dinner served on The Raising Men Show, and we're so excited. Again, we're here with Dr. Michelle Knight and Professor Mary Page, and just I'm just so thankful again to them for consenting to be a part of such an undertaking. And we were talking in break about six verses. How get six verses from a very common psalm that we probably have recited since we were doing Easter plays when we were super tiny or, you know, when we were babes in Christ, so to speak, and still saying the 23rd that, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yeah, but there's so much there. And as we were exiting this last segment and coming into now, we were talking about digestion and, and, and eating late and that your body needs to be upright and, and moving around for the food to pass and digest properly versus if you eat something late at night and you're laying in bed, the food doesn't move properly, then it begins to spoil and it, it sits in a place too long. So you were mentioning, on Louise, about that. Share with us your, your thought that you had about the digestion. digestion. Well, I was... It reminded, you reminded me of it when you were talking about when we eat and and what we eat and the timing in our lives. And the chef, our Lord, Mm -hmm. the shepherd, knows what we need and when. And he knows what seasons to give us what we need. So just, I was looking back. Um, I love babies, and I've been blessed to take care of so many children. My husband and I have parented 15 kids between the two of us. And one of the things I learned um, in taking care of babies is sometimes as new mommies, you want those babies to sleep. I mean, you need sleep like you need the sunshine. You really need the sleep. And somebody said, well, the reason the baby is waking up every three to four hours, I'm taking the long way to get back to digestion, is because he he or she is hungry. And and so, whereas normally you would get up and you would give them a a good mother that's able, that's able, all women are not, uh, will give the the baby mother's milk. And, and that's all the baby needs to be sustained at that season in their lives. Mm-hmm. They don't need beans and cornbread. No legumes. No lima beans, no legumes, uh, no gums, no, no, uh, no legumes. Um, you don't need that because the baby can't, I remember I, I did it right with Michelle and with Michael, but with Michelle, I wanted to breastfeed her an entire year. Mm that first year and and I was so worried because I had heard the women say that breast milk is too thin it's it's not enough to sustain them but the Lord set it up that it is enough right. you don't so that you get it in your mind that child needs more and that's why they're waking up well that may be part of it that they they want to nurse they want to bond they want to be held sure. their diapers need to be changed there's a lot of things that go on at three and four o'clock in the morning so <laughs> Some of us try to rush that process. As as Dr. Knight was saying, we don't want to wait for the pandemic to be over. And you Mm -hmm. don't tell me to wear a mask. I have a right not to wear a mask. I guess that means I have a right to spit, breathe, sneeze, cough on you. And if you die, that's your problem. That's your problem. But it's it's not mine. So we try to rush the process. And that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Because a newborn... 
can thrive. Every time I took my baby to the doctor, they said, she's doing wonderfully. Oh, she's gaining weight. As a matter of fact, at one point, she was just a little chubby, chunky little thing, just cute as a bug, just doing great. And I'm said, well, does she need baby food yet? Oh, no, no, no. And the doctors explained to me that a newborn's digestive system is does not fully develop inside the womb. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That after the baby is born, the digestive system continues to develop. And it's not until about six months, maybe even seven, that that baby really needs something other than what has been prescribed. So, and they're saying, A lot of adults wonder why they have so many gastrointestinal problems, Mm -hmm. why they have stomach aches, why the kids have stomach aches, why they have ulcers, why they have various illnesses. It's because they've been eating the wrong things too soon. Right. They didn't need spaghetti. You don't give a a newborn spaghetti. Yeah. No matter how you mash it up and what you do, yeah. th- that's just, and so you, you create more problems and issues, and it can be lifelong problems. consequences. Oh, yeah. As you were telling that story, Mom, I was thinking about um, the story about me also when I was a baby, and you got sick and had to take medication, and what the doctor told you to do for me to to sustain me I had to make sick. I had Go, to make a decision going along with that you know food being you know certain foods still being inappropriate yes. at a certain age or at a certain level so and okay. certain yes absolutely that that was a scary time because as I said I had made up I'd taken leave off my job and I wanted to to be with I wanted to do it by the book and do it right and take care of my baby so at about we were going along fine but at and she was nursing and thriving and I was nursing and thriving we had it together and uh, at seven months out of the blue I came down with a major bladder and kidney infection and if you've ever had a good old-fashioned bladder or kidney infection you know it you don't need to say do you think something is wrong (laughs) do you think i might have you go flying to the doctor because when you really had a good one i'm not talking Mm -hmm. about where you thought you had i'm talking about when you know you were sick when there was blood in your urine or whatever it was you i mean you get sick as a dog and so they and so i got really really sick and i went to the doctor because the other thing you know is that they do not get better on their own Right. You can say, oh, I'll go to the doctor next week. If you've ever had a good one, you call the doctor and you almost act like you're dying. You say, I need to, I need to get in right away. Because what you know is a week from now, three days from now, you're going to have a fever. You won't be able to get out of bed. So I went to the doctor right away and they prescribed some medicine. They said, but if you're nursing, I said, oh, yes, I'm nursing because I want to nurse my baby for a year. And uh, for the first year, and they thought that was admirable. They said, but that's great. Admirable, that's great. That's that's good. uh... You're not going to be able to nurse her. And I said, what do you mean? They said, the medication that we give you for for the for the um, for the bladder and kidney infection will go through your system and it will come through the milk. Mm -hmm. And if that baby is allergic to um, 
sulfur. I think it was sulfur that was in that some level of it is in this medicine. They said, you don't even want to know how bad that could be on your baby. So you have to stop nursing now. Mm-hmm. You today. And I said, I, I how am I going to just stop? I, I can't just stop nursing. You have to wean down. I was like a one man milk cow. <laughs> I, I mean, I could bring it on. I could handle it. You know, she would drink and more would be made and she would, and they said, you have to stop now. And I said, oh my God. So I went home, told honey, and we decided we weren't going to give her, couldn't give her another bottle from that day forward. You don't want to know what we went through all night with her crying so and screaming. So now everybody knows what's wrong with me. I have separation. Separation, separation anxiety. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, Lord, it was, yes. it was really, it was really, really awful because I it got to the point where I couldn't hold her because they said she can smell the milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you hold her like this, she's right there where the milk is. Right. So I couldn't hold her until we weaned her. So I had to give her to her dad and her father held her. I, I couldn't, I'd just watch her cry or whatever I had. It was nothing I could do to take the place because I was sick mm-hmm. and I was going to make her sick. Mm-hmm. And um, so when, you know, then, then he started taking care of her and it was like, well, where do we go from, you know, from here? Something else I was going to share, but I lost that thought. But it, it, it was it was a horrible it was a horrible time because it was necessary i had to make the decision to not so we said so i said to the doctor well we'll try different we'll try nipples we'll do bottle feeding so i tried to convert her to a bottle feeding and i gave her the bottle and i gave her the nipple and then i gave her the nook and i gave her the one that's supposed to be built like a mother's breast everything we tried she rejected she wouldn't take a regular bottle. She wouldn't take the cute plastic kind. She wouldn't take the nook nipple. She wouldn't take the one that had the fat and the dip in the set. Wouldn't take that. And I went back to the doctor. I said, what am I going to do? And he was an old country doctor. And he said, wiener to a cup. Mm. And I said, you don't see seven-month-old babies going around with a cup. <laughs> this one... <laughs> She wouldn't do seven months old. She was she couldn't walk, she couldn't crawl. She, she could turn, use that cup though. But she used that cup, and and I and we had to give in. And he said, and give her some cottage cheese because unlike Caitlin, she would eat the stuff. But I had to be careful what I gave her because her digestive system sure. was still forming outside the womb. And that goes into where we are with people and our experiences mm-hmm. with God is that our digestive system, digesting things of God, mm-hmm. need to come in time. Yes. Some of us have been exposed to some pretty nasty things mm-hmm. wow. in the name of the church and oh, in the name God. of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've listened to someone, and in some cases we didn't have any choice but to listen to someone who was older than us or right. took advantage of us or said the wrong things or maybe our parents were involved in things, you know, cultish or, you know, drugs and alcohol right. and abuse or whatever. But it, it affected us at a point where we can blame everyone, including God, that the situation is the way it is. How do you think, how do we deal with that? And, and Michelle, you were really, you know, you deal with people in the coaching environment who may have come from that background. And oh, yeah. how do you coach clients that 
that that have an issue with one with Give the tragedy. Give people a word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm, as soon as you start talking about cults and um, hmm. relationships, and um, I, I do. So you were asking, you know, during this during this time, you know, what am I telling clients? How how is this showing yeah. up in conversations? And when you were talking about um, cults or relationships or um, things that confuse people about what their reality should be. That, yeah. That's what came up for me. Yeah. Is um, I was talking with a, a young lady and confidential, obviously I won't share confidences, but um, talking about the relationship and what uh, her brother and her witness from her parents and how that impacted their relationship. And I, I always come back to this, that as parents, going to the Good Shepherd, which is why I wanted you to share that story. The Shepherd, our God, Jehovah, knows what he's doing and what he needs. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, when you were my shepherd, if you will, before mm -hmm. I ever knew what a shepherd mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. you made a decision for me that would impact the rest of my life. Your life. Right. And and you, you, you healed yourself, if you will. You sacrificed yourself to save me. Mm -hmm. And... Because um, if I'd taken the medicine, I would have been better right away. Yes, but you thought enough but of me. you would, right. You thought enough of me and that our good shepherd thinks oh, enough of us. Oh, that's beautiful. And that we're never alone. We're, we're not alone. And that even though we may be exposed to other things that may look like they should hinder us, that there's an opportunity to grow from it, to grow from it. And so I, I think that's what I want to say is, we don't have to take on the mistakes or what we've been exposed to as our own, but understand that the person who exposed us to it, that's who they were. That's what they gave us. But we have an opportunity to grow from it. Wow. And we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKVY 1080 AM. We're back to The Raising Men Show. We were laughing off camera or off. Actually, that's, that's prophetic in itself, too. I don't even, I'm not even a video person yet. That, they always say, oh, you got a face for radio. I'm like, I'm, I'm good with it. A face it. for radio. I'm good oh. with that for the time being. But Psalms 23, in fact, I'm trying to bring that up right now. Why can't I bring that up on my computer? In the translation that you want. Uh, in this case here, we're going to go to the good old-fashioned King James Version. And the Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd. And we talked about that. 
I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the restoration. That's huge. We haven't talked about that. We haven't even gotten there yet because there's moments where we need to be restored. We when we really, really, really come down to this psalm is almost covers everything we need mm-hmm. in the course of a life. Mm-hmm. He restoreth my soul. He my leadeth soul. me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Not for ours, right, not for his name. but for his name's sake. Yes. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And we talked about the shadow is not really it's death. The real, right. It's the shadow. It's, a, it's, mm-hmm. it's the mystery of, it's the fears that they're being death. Mm-hmm. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And that's dealing with sheep, where the, sheep uses, where the shepherd uses a rod and a staff in, in being able to bring that sheep back into life. And sometimes the rod is also used to chastise this and correct the sheep who's going wayward. And sometimes the shepherd has to break the leg of that sheep that, that keeps wanting to wander away from the, from the flock because it, it, it can't. He can't walk as fast with a broken leg. It needs to stay nearby. Sometimes the shepherd has to carry it. Sometimes has to carry it. And slowing down. And so, uh-huh. and we always love uh-huh. the story about how Jesus left the the ninety nine behind. Right. And went to save the to one. save the one. Mm-hmm. And so, and sometimes we're the one. And in the cases of a family, sometimes we think we're the one to go save our family or our friends or whatever. And sometimes those people are just going to have to be where they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Lord's going to have to save them, not us. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Blessings. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Runneth over. Didn't, and it, we talked about that before, how the, yeah. it doesn't stop. And so many, so often. We runneth. Have, it's kind of continuation. And so, you know, all of us having had kids, we know the deal. They spill something. We're, go pick it up right now. Because you don't want to stay in the table. You don't want to stay in the carpet. You want to get it up off the floor. Because we know what happens to a cup of juice and sugar and whatever damaging pomegranate. flora. Pomegranate. <laughs> right. But here, there, it makes no reference to the Lord even caring to go back and worry about cleaning up that mess mm. of the running the over running blessing. Over and, and he could have stopped it. Sure, certainly he saw that it was getting full. It could have stopped it. But it, my cup just runneth over. And it, it's, a, and it's a continuous runneth over. It's, like you said, it doesn't show any signs of stopping in the trans, in the unlimited supply, unlimited supply. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. See, that's another continuation. See, and this is and it's a condition. It, it, it's not even conditional. So I apologize. I've canceled those words. It's not a condition. It's surely. It's a well, faith surely, given it's a assurance. Fact. A fact yeah. that goodness and, and mercy. Yes, those so twins are going to. Because we all are going to need a little mercy at some point. And in some point, we're going to think that our lives suck so bad, yes. and we're, we've lost so much, and people yes. just don't understand us. Right, and I just, right. I'm so hurting God. But no, the assurance is this: surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. How long, preacher? All of the days, the days of, of my life. My, my and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, but but, but when we get there, we want to skip to that being the end. Oh, when I get to heaven, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's all the days of my life because it's, it's the end. But it's, it's 
even on the days that hurt the most, it's the now. And every day that we're alive, it's that now. Even when it sucks, it's that now. That surely goodness and mercy may follow. And some of us may be like, well, don't follow me. Come up here with me. But it doesn't say how follow, how far behind right. goodness and mercy is with us. Because it's going to be with you. It's going to be with you. Yeah. Because it, it, it even allows us to even look back yes. over our life and say, you know what? I can see the goodness of the Lord and the mercy in that situation that I was in that sucked so bad it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. When I was being done wrong by whoever was doing me wrong, Come on. it could have been so much worse. They could have taken my life then, but it wasn't my time. Right, right. Because of that goodness of the Lord saved me from whatever I was yeah. being attacked by or yes. subject to. And that mercy allowed me to be able to make it to today yeah. to share that story with someone for allow you to be a, a, a counselor a, a life coach mm-hmm. you know and allow you to be a teacher and instructor and and, and and leader of women and men and to go out and actually do all of these yes. things in a new season philosophy because right. you've been through a, a yes. prosperous season yes. with yes. your with your husband and in raising kids you're able to look and, and look at children in a whole different way yes. and you've never in all the times I've known you and all the stories I've heard you tell about the, the 15 kids mm-hmm. I've never once heard you tell it from a standpoint of being angry at God for I'm tired of all these 18 kids and I'm tired of parents because I got five and they wear me out sometimes well the good news was we never had more than four or five in the house at one time she said four or five well at one time yeah across 15 kids that's a long time oh that's, yeah you know what I'm saying so that oh, wasn't yeah. like 18 years and they get a pass because they're going on to someplace else that's four or five across a 30-year stretch. crop would move out, and the other crop would move up. And then when they got married and moved on, the a others became... Came. They all kind of cropped up. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and so and, and when we were talking to Stephen, your husband, before mm-hmm. I was talking to him when I was setting up, he said he was making reference to, you know, there's some days as parents we kind of think, man, some days I just want to have some rest or some quiet oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to ourselves. So I need to make a commitment to him and to you. There's, there's a day when, hey... We'll find out. A, you know, we'll, we'll have a project that I'll ask Steve to help him with mm-hmm. to come to my house and do. That would be awesome. He would love that. And I don't have a clue what the project will be. The Lord will find a project. Mm-hmm. I think I actually have Your a project. Office. My office is one. And I also have this kind of like a, um, it's a dog run that was at the, with the house when we moved in. Mm-hmm. The, the roof is kind of needs repair. Sun dried and beaten. And Anything to do with contracting or whatever. He's plumbing, electrical, almost all that stuff he does. If I know it's electrical, really I, had a, I just had an outlet put in. I really could use his help with that one. He ran the wires. He did all this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to yeah. talk to him. Yeah. So we'll do that. Because there's days when his parents, when we don't want to be wanted at that moment. We just need to let our brain shut down mm-hmm. and do something else. Yeah. But, sh- but yeah. surely, goodness and mercy, we're going to follow us even in those times. I, my brain can't stop going back to the man at the at the pool okay. and yeah. how God didn't allow him, Jesus didn't allow him to uh, share his story. Mm. And I was thinking, as you were talking, Craig, that he already, since he already knew all that was going on, yeah. it, it wasn't for the man to relive all of that. Yeah, rehearse but it was it for him to know that all that is over. I know that that's real, sure. uh, but I have and a I'm, question. And I know that happened to you. I, I know that that happened. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm here because that happened. Yeah. Right, that's why I'm right. here. I'm here <laughs> because surely like that. goodness and mercy oh, God. is going to follow you yeah. for the rest of the day, you know, the, the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to be restored? Do you, do you want to go? 
Or do you want to stay back here and wallow? And and guess what? I'm not going to even give you a chance to answer. I know we say the man didn't respond. Man didn't. Right. I think that the Lord right. knew yeah. in that moment, yeah. 38 years, you're seeing what seems to be the, t the, you know, the table passing by you, the people being blessed, all of the things. And here I am stuck with my story for 38 years. Surely, mm -hmm. goodness and mercy is here now mm -hmm. to restore yeah. and to follow me because he is a good shepherd. And because the, he is a good shepherd. Oh, that is so good. And I'm thinking that goodness and mercy is following you yeah. because you don't need it in the front because the Lord, the shepherd is leading Oof. you. Yes. So if the shepherd is leading you, goodness and mercy picks up the rear. Yeah. You got it. Perfect. Yeah. Goodness and mercy. They got your back. They're taking care of all of that. And you don't need them up front. Because goodness and mercy is already in front. Because, because, well, because the Lord... He he leads me. Yes. Yeah. So he's leading the he's leading the in front. The paths yes. of righteousness. In the path of righteousness. For his. And and he knows where the green pastures are. So you're 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 following him, Jesus. And they God walk through that valley. So it doesn't matter if I go through. He le he's leading he's you leading through me. the valley. Yes. And then goodness and mercy has got the rear. That's you don't good need word. goodness and mercy in advance. You got grace already is in it because it's implied. Good, because because God is there and God, God is all of it. It's love, and He's leading you, and He's leading you. Because Jehovah's the shepherd of all. His rank is over <laughs> all of it. You really that's just Glory. the end of this segment already. This is the end of the show. It can't be. It can't be. We just started talking about, and I was sitting here thinking, myself, "Okay, Lord, what are we going to talk about?" I have no idea. We're so off of our Friday conversative script, <laughs> but it's all related. It's related. Unscripted. It's all related. Unscripted yet unscripted. So yeah. we're talking about dinner is served. This has been week five. Laura, you're going to tell us where we're going to go because we have no idea where you're taking us, where you're leading us through the, the depths of this. You've had us in the valley. You've let us know that you were our shepherd and reminding us of what that you have prepared for us and what you'll do with us. And we've talked about the head being anointed with oil and our cup runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And talk about it. Yeah, we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, that's the, that assuredness that that you're here with me now, you're following behind us. You're leading us out in front, and you're gonna be there when we finally transition. Oh my goodness! And just to confirm that, Doctor Knight, you were right. I just want to double check it. Not that I doubted you, because I love this down the calendar. I'm right. Come you on. were right. And Saint John five and five, and a certain man was there. They had already talked about the angel wkby 1080 am we keep blessing you the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had and a certain man was there verse 5 who had an infirmity 30 and 8 years when jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been thus a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Mm -hmm. And the impotent man answered him, not, uh, not the way, not with the yes or no, Sir, I have no man 
when the water is trouble mm-hmm. to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, I was trying to get to the pool. You said I was just laying there, but I was trying to roll. I was trying to creep and crawl. He said, but while I'm coming, you can hear the, the moaning in the voice. He said, another steps down before me. I've been trying to get in this pool. Jesus said to him, rise. Right. Yeah. Enough. Enough. Get up. Take, my, your dad would say, get this blanket and all this garbage up out of here. Get your, st- get, take up your bed and walk. Because yeah. the man would have still been telling his story. Because you know, we love to tell our story. Over and over. So, yeah, you were right. He immediately said, that's it. That's enough. He let him tell a little bit of the story. But Jesus had to cut him off. That's it. 